Biden and Trump go head-to-head in a few hours. The president could perhaps pull something out of the bag, but markets are expecting a Biden win tonight and on November the 3rd. And with it, more stimulus. There's been more stimulus announced in the UK today as their COVID-19 numbers rise still higher and less jobless claims in the US last week. But will it last? And Brexit, fish are the only sticking point, it seems. And surely that's going to be resolved. Yet the pound is also sticking where it is today. It's Friday, the 23rd of October, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the US dollar has been up and down overnight, but it's up a little now, up a quarter percent against the Japanese yen as well. The pound has lost its mojo. It's down half a percent. The Aussie is pretty flat. The euro 0.3% down. But the Kiwi dollar up half a percent, one of the best performers overnight. But I'm not sure anyone knows exactly why. Uh, we'll ask Gavin Friend in a moment, see if he knows. Ten-year Treasury yields are up a couple of basis points. They uh, got up to 0.85%, which is the highest since June. Four points up on yields uh, on ten-year gilts in, in the UK. And stocks were down, but then they got back up again in the last furlong of trade. The Dow is up 0.7% as we record this. Half a percent for the S&P 500, a quarter percent for the Nasdaq. European shares are mixed up a bit for the FTSE one hundred, uh, but across the channel, uh, they're all down. Although no really big moves, the euro stocks fifty is down zero point three percent. That's about the worst of it. And a big jump in oil back up today. WTI up one point six percent. Bren one point eight percent. Big moves in uh, precious metals as well. Uh, silver down almost two percent. Uh, Gavin Friend is senior market strategist at NAB in London. So markets are wavering about a bit, aren't they? Hardly surprising because everyone, I guess, is hanging on for news of the stimulus deal. And we don't have a clear idea, really, do we, of how it's progressing. Um, but um, no news seems to be taken as good news, doesn't it, really? Oh, good morning, Phil. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on, isn't there? A lot of uh, a lot of churn, a lot of news. And you have to look across mm. markets, really, to uh, Thursday to get the sort of full picture. Equities, they've really been struggling all day Thursday, just moving up, as you say, in the last hour or so of trade. Um, but if you look at the bond market, you know, US 10-year yields spiked higher. Um, the US curve yeah. is edging steeper ever so slowly. I think that bond market move reflects, you know, the story that's been around for a while now. The idea that the election polls continue to show Joe Biden, you know, out in front. There was a poll out uh, today that revealed uh, Trump's five-point lead in Texas has vanished. And so on the day of the second and final U.S. presidential head-to-head, bond yields are still suggestive of a, of a Biden win and arguably an, an, an uncontested one. <laughs> Do you think it's going to be uncontested? I don't know. I mean, we've got the FBI now saying that uh, there's uh, foreign interference that's been happening from Iran and Russia in the in this election. And then on top of that, we've got uh, this huge number of postal votes and very early voting as well, which Donald Trump's already sort of lined up as a as a reason to, to question the validity of this whole thing. So this all just becomes all the more reason, isn't it? Uh, it gives more ammunition for, for Donald Trump to say he, he's not sure about this result. It does. It, it, it does indeed. And so we, we move to that uh, event uh, in a few hours' time. And I guess, you know, the question there is, is the winner going to be the mute button? No, Donald Donald Trump's just going to yell that much louder, isn't he? I can see that happening. Look, I mean, just on this and this leap in shares in the last hour or so, uh, I, I'm wondering why that is happening because you know we we are not seeing any good news on the stimulus. Richard Selby, the chair of the Senate Appropriations Committee, is saying we are just minutes to midnight, and his committee has not received any details on the stimulus. We had Larry Kudlow saying that uh, it's unlikely the differences between the White House and the Democrats are, are going to get resolved. So, uh, you know, why this last moment enthusiasm? 
enthusiasm. Headline hockey, I know. Um, I, I do think, I do think though, you, you look at the comments from Nancy Pelosi, the speaker, she said uh, that the two sides are just about there. I mean, they, she said we haven't actually signed off, but just about there tells you, in the words of Mark Meadows, you talk about the, uh, the White House Chief of Staff talks about you know, coming round to a deal about 1.9 trillion. But to your point, that would be a deal between the Democrats yeah. and the White House. It is still very unclear, as we keep pointing out, that the Senate Republicans are going to are going to a back this because they've already turned down anywhere near it was a one and a half trillion, and whether they would yeah. hold a vote before the election. If you're a Republican senator who has a view that Trump will lose this election. Yeah, you're not going and to support it. you are fiscally exactly. conservative no. or yeah. your constituency is fiscally conservative, you, you might be thinking more about yeah, the primaries absolutely. in 2022 and your own ticket, you know? So yeah, we've, we've been over this a number of times. So let's, let's move on from it all. And look, you mentioned the jobless numbers for the US. Initial jobless claims for the week of the 17th of October. Actually, a lot better than expected. Uh, it was thought uh, that they might have gone up again, but they actually fell quite a bit. Uh, and on top of that, US home sales, big leap in US home sales, up 9.4% in September. So this is a 14-year high for sales and uh, record prices for houses as well because the supply is so constrained. Indeed, uh, exactly that point. I mean, on the claims numbers, you know, there was a, a downward revision as well. Um, so yeah. coming in at 787 uh, below forecast, downward revision, the uh, PUA, the Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, which is for the gig workers, moved sideways, but continuing claims continue to fall. And on the he- on the face of it, this all looks like good news. The only couple of things uh, we would say is just you know in terms of the drop in the weekly claims a lot of it was down to california data coming back online and so in that instance it's, it's more like a step change that won't be repeated uh, and so it doesn't mm. may not suggest of something you know that the, 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 the momentum or the direction is, is picking up after a sideways move secondly the drop in the uh, continuing claims won't only be because people are being rehired it will also be because some are seeing their benefits exhausted and so they're shifting across to other schemes like the uh, the PEUC where there's an extra 13 weeks of federal benefits for some individuals but I think these are technical issues that markets investors don't tend to dwell on on the day yeah. they look at the headline and, and they take what they see the, the other point to remember though is is that we're now what two weeks today from the next uh, non-farm payroll report for October and it, it is looking likely that the consensus for that will be uh, negative job losses so you know just mm. keeping in mind the fact that uh, whilst claims might be slowing the pace of job creation is also slowing yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a long on, way to just, go. Yeah. Just just on your uh, on your on your uh, existing homes numbers. I mean, they are that is the one area where things really are on fire, aren't they? I mean, up nine point four percent. That was, I think, uh, to, to six point five four million. That's a fourteen year high. But to your point yeah. about this, it's been driven by single family sales. Um, obviously, lower mortgage rates are helping, but there really just isn't any inventory. It's about two and a half months worth of inventory, which is a record low. So again, yeah, it, exactly. it, 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 you've made the point before about it's it's the haves and the haves nots. Those 
poor people that yeah. you know are losing their jobs. They're not involved in this. It's the people that uh, that are working from home, continue yeah. to work, and uh, want to move out to the burbs. Yeah, get out of those diseased cities. Yeah. Now, look, it's uh, it, well, there might be some positive news coming out of uh, out of the United States. Largely, look, I'm I'm struggling to find any in Europe, except for perhaps there's uh, you know there's there's clearly an appetite for government bonds because they had a slug of thirty year Italian bonds and they were oversubscribed just like the European bonds. But if we look at uh, all the other indicators. Uh, so COVID-19 numbers are rising. We're getting more restrictions being introduced in more places. German consumer confidence has fallen from minus 1.7 to minus 3.1. Uh, so the the euro area flash confidence read has gone from minus 13.9 to minus 15.5. Uh, we'll find out what it's done in the UK in the next few hours. But look at those COVID cases for Thursday. Where you are in the UK, 21,242 new cases. You've got Patrick Valance, the UK chief scientific advisor, saying actually it could be between 15 50 and 90,000 infections a day. So it's it's rising. It's rising in the United States as well, but it seems to be rising that much faster now uh, in Europe. And then uh, we had a whole package of, uh, which I guess is good news, but a whole package of new measures from the UK government as well, because they know this thing's going to be around for a long time. Yeah, there's a lot to get unpacked there, isn't there? I mean, on the Germany side, you're, you're right. I mean, the European uh, pandemic is, is just not looking good. What we don't know, of course, is that you know, to the extent of these much higher numbers than we saw back in the spring are the result of much more aggressive testing, much higher levels of testing. We, we, we just don't know that. Yeah. I would just caution on the, the consumer confidence in Germany, the business confidence. There was a McKinsey study out today, and actually that showed that uh, two-thirds of German SMEs are really quite gun-ho talking about a strong expansion and they, they, they don't seem to see that they're picking up on you know their sort of traditional business which is manufacturing businesses much of it tied to asia and that's the good news story i guess there's a, a disconnect mm. between that and what what perhaps what the uh, the consumers are seeing who are more reflective of the global and the pandemic type of uh, you know fears um, yeah. You're right. Just switching gears to the UK. I mean, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor today, announced a more generous UK job scheme. And this was a sort of a revamp only a month after the previous revamp. And uh, he's now going to be more generous to those businesses, those sectors that have been particularly hard hit, you know, the hospitality sector. And actually, some quite generous giveaways there, but it just shows that the whether it works or not, it just shows the government's got to be fleet of foot in this. It's a pity yeah. he didn't have these measures when the government was going head to head with with Manchester City Council uh, earlier in the week. Yeah. But 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 there we it are. Does, I mean, it, he got there in the end, I it, guess. It, it, he did, but it does all seem sort of on the hoof, doesn't it? A great deal. Look, uh, we won't talk about Brexit very much today because not very much has happened. But um, uh, the Daily Express, maybe not uh, the most reliable of, of sources. But Michelle Barnier was reported in there today saying that he was at a private function and uh, he apparently said casually that the only thing he's worried about now is sorting out the fish. Uh, everything else is uh, everything else is fine. That's the only bit. And look, you know, the fish, it's 0.1% of the UK economy. It's 12,000 jobs. Many of them are, are seasonal workers who've come over from the EU and half the uh, the fish that they catch uh, by British fishermen are actually from outside UK waters, so it works both ways. And then of those fish that are landed in Britain, uh, half of them are exported to Europe. So mm. you know, it's more, surely they can get this sorted more, out. More than half, yes. I mean, we've said before. Yeah. I mean, it, it is politically very, very important. This thing, um, mm. it's totemic, really. But um, to your point, and as we've said before, this thing is not going to fail over fish. It just isn't. Uh, there will be a deal. Yeah. Um, but I, I still, I still wonder whether you know negotiations are now in. 
intensive. They're going to carry on until Sunday. I still wonder whether that's a bit too soon to enter what they call the so-called tunnel, which is where you know discussions go secret and you, from, from, from the tunnel emerges a deal. I wonder whether we're just a couple of weeks away from that yet, yeah. you know, further into November. But uh, it, it, I, you know, it's only more I, positive, though, isn't it? It's it, only, it, it, you know, compared to where we were. It, it, it certainly is. It certainly is. We, we, we hope they don't uh, grasp defeat from the, gro- from the jaws look, look, of victory. I'm going to have to cut your microphone off soon. Uh, the um, Just in practice, look, we get inflation numbers for, for New Zealand and Japan today. We get UK retail sales. But more importantly, we get the uh, the market PMIs. For, for much of Europe, we get the flash numbers for October for the euro area, separately for Germany and France. And then we also get them for the UK and the same early tomorrow for the United States. So lots of PMI numbers. Pretty important, I would have thought, today. Yeah, the, the, absolutely. We know that in the last couple of months, you know, a lot of the optimism, the, 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 the pace has eroded from those service sector numbers. They went, they went zoomed back above 50. They're now below 50. You know, if they were to come in sort of mid to low 40s, that's what you'd be thinking, really, in terms of the read through from the impact of the virus. Um, I guess if it's above, above that or below that, if it goes below 40 or if it stays higher up, then that's going to give the market a bit of a steer as to whether, you know, what the numbers in terms of the, of the real impact on the economy, because we just don't have a, we don't have really a sort of a fix on that at the moment mm. we, th- we think it should be worse but you know to what extent well we will find out when we later on today we'll also of course have the uh, the election debate so grab your popcorn for that look you know uh, I-, I think a lot of people are thinking well you know it's a difficult choice isn't it when you watch Obama wherever your politics sit you can't deny uh, Obama performs pretty well behind a lectern which is what he was doing uh, yesterday uh, so what what a shame we haven't got politicians like that anymore well look we will leave it there for now good talk anyway Gavin have yourself a great weekend when we get around to it thanks for coming on cheers Phil and that's it till Monday morning I'm Phil Dobby for NAB see you on Monday